Hey, teachers, before we get started, we have a quick announcement. We're really excited because registration is open for our new summer workshop, Limitless Potential, an Enneagram Roadmap for Educators. One of our highest callings as an educator is to discover and develop potential. We love recognizing an undeveloped strength in ourselves or in our students. We all love witnessing those light bulb moments when we can literally see potential come to life. In this workshop, you will learn about the tool of the Enneagram. You're not just going to learn your type. You're also going to learn the key to understanding yourself and others in ways that will help improve your relationships, communication, classroom motivation and management, and ways to help reduce the effects of trauma. The more we understand people, the more we can change lives for the better. We'd love to see you June 6, 2024 in Dubuque, Iowa. For more details, head to our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com change. Whether good or bad, change is inevitable and cannot be ignored or avoided. How we react to change impacts our overall life and happiness. In this special four-part series, we explore ways to make change easier. In episode 52, we discussed how we can prepare ourselves for change. Today, we will discuss how we can create habits and mindsets to overcome change. You will likely be surprised what a difference your habits and mindset can make. We can't wait to share what we have learned with you. Welcome to the Inspired Together Teachers podcast. We're Paula and Michelle, award-winning educators who've worked with thousands of teachers, and we know the struggles that you face on a daily basis. Do you want to make a difference and still enjoy your life outside of school? Together, we can tackle the overwhelm, gain clarity, and build confidence to live the life you deserve. Are you ready to be inspired? We can't wait to explore ways to improve your work life and home life so that you can live your best life. Change can be complex at a lot of different levels. It can impact you at the physical level, the emotional level, the technological level, at work, at home, in our society, and in the world. Change is everywhere, and it is inevitable. Change can be either good or bad, but even good change can cause us stress. Imagine buying your dream house. It's a great change, but that doesn't mean there isn't going to be stress and overwhelm with the change of moving to a new town, learning a new neighborhood, or all those little weird things about your house that you did not anticipate. Every house, it seems, has those little weird things. We moved to a new city from the country. We had to learn the traffic patterns. Traffic in a city is no joke. And if you've ever moved or built a house, you might recognize the stress of having to pick out all the paint and the tiles and new flooring. Then you're worrying about spending all that money because what if you don't like it in the end? It's stressful. Change can be overwhelming. You can be left with your head spinning with all the change that is constantly taking place in the world today. The purpose and the pace of change have forced us to really deal with change more than ever before. In the last episode, episode 52, we discussed preparing ourselves for upcoming change. In this episode, we explore habits and mindsets to help us when the change occurs. How you react to and cope with change really does impact your overall life and your happiness. 
If you're unhappy with change, you might find that that unhappiness settles deep into your soul, leaving you feeling bitter or resentful in other areas of your life. A lot of bitterness and resentfulness in people is due to their unhappiness with change or that things didn't turn out the way they expected them to, but they're too afraid of change to fix it. You don't want to be that person. So let's explore mindset changes and habits to ensure that that does not happen to you. First, let's address mindset and how to build that resiliency muscle so it is ready for all of us when we need it. We talk a lot about mindset and resiliency on this podcast. Though it is worth mentioning here as an important way to face change, we talk about adjusting your mindset and building resiliency as being good for us at all times in our lives, not just when we're facing change. For a quick review, your mindset is your set of internal beliefs about yourself and the world. Your mindset shapes how you see things and how you react to things. So that explains how this is connected, very connected to change. For example, having a growth mindset is the belief that you understand that you can change and grow. It's not believing that your talents and intelligence are fixed from birth. We now know about neuroplasticity, that the brain has that ability to adapt, to change, to rewire itself. Neuroplasticity is fascinating. If your brain can change, we can change. We also have beliefs around things like perfectionism or imposter syndrome or beliefs that certain traits are always true. I am overwhelmed. It can be a statement, but it can also become a mindset belief that you are always overwhelmed. That's just who you are. The same thing could apply to being late or being unorganized. We recommend that you check out episode 13, where we explore these topics in much more depth. We'll also link to some of our blog posts in the show notes where you can look at the importance of maintaining a growth mindset, and we will show you the important information from the research about mindset shifts that can change your life. Again, we'll link to all of those in the show notes, or they're available just by searching our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. Resilience refers to our ability to adapt, to bounce back, and recover from challenges, adversity, or setbacks. Change can be challenging. It can be adversity, and it can be setbacks. So resilience is very helpful. Resilience involves maintaining our mental and emotional well-being during those really difficult times and finding ways to effectively cope with the stress and the hardship. Resilience is not about avoiding difficulties and changes. It's about facing them with a positive and an adaptable mindset. We can improve our resilience by saying phrases such as the following, I can get through this, or as much as I hate this, I can survive it. You can also say, I'm not going to let myself be a victim, or I need some time to process this. It is what it is. Or you could just say, I'm going to let this go. In episode 27, we analyze and give examples of how to use these types of phrases. Acting as if you have the skills actually helps your brain to think that you do have them. We strongly recommend that you go back and listen to episode 27. It is 18 minutes long and it is very worth it. Individuals with positive mindsets and resiliency skills are better equipped to address the changes as they occur without becoming overwhelmed, without giving up, or without checking out. The more that you shift your mindset and build your resiliency muscle, the better you will be at facing the challenges that come your way. Another way of addressing change is to set good habits and get rid of bad ones. It's important to stress that there are two parts to this suggestion. 
set good habits, and get rid of the bad ones. It doesn't work to just do one of them. For example, let's say you want to build up your health and your physical strength. You can go to the gym every day or work out every day. That's a good habit. But it doesn't make you healthier or stronger if you come home every day and eat a gallon of ice cream for a snack. You have to get rid of the bad habits while you're increasing the good habits. There's an excellent TEDx talk called The Secret of Becoming Mentally Strong by Amy Morin who is a psychotherapist, editor-in-chief of Very Well Mind, and author of several books about what mentally strong people do. We'll link to that in the show notes. We won't ruin it for you, but Amy Warren faced some back-to-back struggles, and that got her thinking seriously about what it takes to be mentally strong when faced with adversity. In that TEDx talk, Amy identifies a few common destructive beliefs and habits, mindsets and bad habits, that hold us back. She stresses that even if they are small, they are holding us back. First of all, we might have unhealthy mindset beliefs about ourselves. For example, a mindset belief might be that everything bad always happens to you. When you have that mindset, it leads to a habit of self-pity, which then goes on to magnify your problems. When you're constantly saying things like, why does this happen to me? It is a problem because you're too busy wallowing in your misfortune that you don't have the time, the energy, or the vision to make your life better. Your belief becomes a bad habit of declaring how unfair the world is to you. And the more you look for negative things, the more you will see them. It will perpetuate your beliefs. So how can we combat this bad habit and add a healthy habit instead? First of all, this is harsh, perhaps, but you need to stop wallowing. Look for the positive. Focusing on the good that is in front of you will help you to see less of the negative. Work through it. Use positive self-talk, not negative self-talk. For example, someone ran into your car and made a dent. Well, you can just say, it was not my fault. I didn't cause it. Insurance will pay for it. It is what it is. Wow, that sets such a different tone then. Why do these things always happen to me? That's amazing, the choice of words there. Yeah, and the anger. You could just feel really angry that someone ran into your car and dented your car. We probably all felt that. It's not fun to go through this, but it's just a shift of it. It's like, well, it happened. I can't control it. Let it go. I'm going to deal with it. Besides the negative beliefs and unhealthy beliefs about ourselves, you can also have a negative, unhealthy mindset about others. We might think that others can control us, so we give away our power. When we say we have to do something, we actually give away our power when we say those words. Or when we say someone drives me crazy, think about that. They're driving me crazy. You're giving away your power to that person. Your words can become a bad habit when you allow yourself to give away that power. It reminds me of something Eleanor Roosevelt said, no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. If you're feeling bad about yourself, you are allowing them to make you feel that way. You are giving up the power. Are your habits allowing others to have power over you? How can we combat this bad habit to make it a good one? It's going back to that as if we talked about act as if, right? Change your mindset. And if you say it enough times and change those habits, you will change your beliefs. So instead of saying, oh, I have to write these lesson plans and turn them in, you can say, I'm going to write good lesson plans. I'm going to turn them in. That puts you in control. 
Or if a student is constantly talking out of turn instead of just saying, oh, she drives me crazy, think about a proactive way to address the problem and say, I'm going to quietly meet with the student and explain why her behavior is bothering me and others. And then I'm going to ask for her cooperation. Together, we're going to come up with a signal to address her talking out of turn. At the end of the day, we'll assess whether she did a better job and I will congratulate and encourage her. She'll get the attention she needs and I'm building a better habit for both of us that will lead to positive results. That is such a proactive way to think about it, a way to keep your power rather than giving it away with the things that you say. I don't think we mean to have these unhealthy beliefs about others. We don't mean to have that mindset, but those are common phrases in our society. We have to do something. Somebody drives me crazy. When you really pick it apart and label it and look at it, changing our habits will change our mindset to help us take back control. I'm going to work on that one. Another one that many of us find easy to fall into is comparison. Comparing yourself to others is another bad mental habit. Social media can be the cause of negative comparison. I bet you every one of you have felt it. I know some people don't even have social media because they know that this affects them so negatively as they look and they see the perfect lives, the perfect family, and the perfect pictures on social media. So you have to combat that. How do you do that? Recognize that you aren't that person. You are you. Own yourself. Be proud of yourself. And remember all of the good that's about you. You're different from those people. You have good things they don't have. You have to remember that. And you're not comparing yourself to others. The only people we have to compare ourselves to is the us of yesterday, the us of the past. It's a lot easier to compare yourself to your yesterday self and how you've improved than to compare yourself to others. Finally, in the TEDx talk, Amy suggests that we can have unhealthy mindset beliefs about the world. We think the world owes us something. So we're disappointed when we think it doesn't follow through. I worked so hard or I've been such a good person. So why isn't this working out for me? This mindset belief can lead to some really bad habits. You might just give up because you feel powerless or you might stop engaging with others or sharing your ideas because maybe it just all seems meaningless. Those types of habits are not going to get us what we want. So how can we combat this bad habit and add a good one instead? The first thing we have to do is accept that life doesn't owe you. You won't always be rewarded for being a good person. But then you also realize it isn't against you. When you realize the world isn't for you or against you, then you're just changing the world for the better, not because karma is going to pay you back for anything you did. There is self-satisfaction in doing what you think is important, not because the world is going to pay you back, but because it's the right thing to do. Have you ever just done a good deed anonymously and you feel that in your heart? That is the power that you have to not be trying to keep score with the world and think the world is against you. Just contribute because it's the right thing to do. It makes you feel good. When you are faced with stressful situations of change, you can also increase your good habits around self-care and maybe even learn a few new ones. Real self-care involves setting those boundaries and learning to treat yourself with compassion. Real self-care is about making choices that will bring you closer to your true self, living a life that is aligned to your values. We did an entire episode of the podcast about real self-care, episode 16. So we would encourage you, if you're interested in learning more about real self-care, to go back and take a listen. 
There are also some other good habits that we've talked about before that are worth repeating here for giving yourself that self-care you need when you are facing change. Gratitude is something that is very common and people talk about it a lot for good reason, because it works. Spending time every single day thinking about the things that went well that day, the things that happened that are good, rather than the bad habit of complaining about all the things that didn't go well, helps you to see the good in the world rather than dwell on the negativity. You can also make sure to take care of yourself during change by visualizing. Use visualizing to plan how you want your life to be. Rather than just drifting along and accepting things that will happen to you, imagine how your life will be in this time of change. The next one is hard for many people, but this is celebrating little moments, enjoying the moments, acknowledging yourself for the things that you're doing well with, rather than trying to compete with someone else or berate yourself because you're not good enough. Find the good and celebrate it in yourself. Every single person, you all have something worth celebrating. Another habit that you may or may not do already, and we hope you do, that will help you through change is to lean into your loved ones and others who can remind you of the good things. Rather than holding that anger, resentment, or the stress about change all alone, use the power of those other people who love you to help you. Gaining new habits and getting rid of unhealthy habits doesn't mean you have to get rid of all your habits. You might find peace and comfort in keeping your healthy habits and routines that you did before change. Those things can give you feelings of stability in a time that can be kind of rough. For example, if you have a morning routine or go to bed at the same time or you exercise in the same way every day, keep doing those things through change. Keep the things that help you, that are serving you, and that make you feel better. When you go through a major change, like a job change or moving to a new town, when everything is new, to be able to say, but I get up and walk the dog every morning at six o'clock, or I watch the nightly news with my partner every night, whatever it is that you do, holding on to those habits can really provide that stability. As Jack Canfield stated, your habits will determine your future. May your habits in the face of change carry you through. Hopefully they can even help you to soar. Let's recap today's episode. Change will happen. What you do when you are faced with change impacts your overall life and happiness. To avoid feelings of disappointment or bitterness from seeping into your life, it's important to examine and change our mindsets and habits. Getting rid of unhealthy habits and replacing them with healthy habits will help give you the strength, mindset, and resiliency you will need in the face of change. In true teacher fashion, we always end this podcast with homework. Our homework for you today is to identify what healthy or unhealthy habits and mindsets you have about change. Pick one of those unhealthy mindsets or unhealthy habits and work to replace it immediately so you are able to use it the next time you are faced with change. We would love to hear how it's going, so reach out to us on our social media channels, our email, or through our website at inspiredtogetherteachers.com. And the last piece of your homework today is to remember that this is the second in a four-part series. So we strongly encourage you to listen to the first episode and the two episodes after this if you want to make change easier. 
In closing today, we would love it if you would take a minute to go into your podcast app and give us a quick review. It only takes a minute. You just need a sentence or two, but it will help other teachers to find us and join the Inspired Together Teachers community. We all deserve to be a part of a community of inspired teachers. That's all for today. Class dismiss. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you'd like to continue the conversation, join us on Instagram and Facebook at Inspired Together Teachers or head over to our website, inspiredtogetherteachers.com for more podcast episodes, our award-winning blog, and free guides to help you be your best. Until next time, may you be inspired in your work life and home life to live your best life.